This is so precious. Uh, the Bible is the most precious thing that, that we could possibly possess. Don't let anyone ever say to you that the Spirit of God is not moving in your church because you don't sing a certain way or you don't do a certain thing or what you do, do whatever it is. If we are faithfully looking at the Word of God and speaking at the Word of God, uh, the Spirit is moving within the church because the Holy Spirit is in the Word of God. That is how powerful it is. And we are sharing that and we are listening to it. Um, and uh, this is precious stuff, isn't it? Forgive me, that's not on passage, but whenever I stand up here with the privilege of doing this, um, I'm sort of seized by a momentary awe uh, that, that we are sharing God's word revealed to us. Um, and it is precious indeed. A couple of questions, or a few questions, just to start off with this morning. Um, are you someone who likes to sort of be in control of life, uh, know what's going to happen, have it all sorted? I must say, I tend towards that. I like it to be nice and sorted. Um, I remember Deborah took me away on a weekend away, a surprise weekend before we had children for my birthday. Um, and I was incredibly grumpy all the way there because <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. It was a surprise and I was being taken away and she packed the bags and we were in the car and we're going off and I, rather than having excitement at what was going to happen, I was thinking, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. What's going to happen? When I suddenly realised we were in a lovely place, we went out and had a nice meal at a pub and I chilled and relaxed. I thought, how wonderful. But, you know, for that first initial part of the journey, it was, what's happening to me? Maybe you're like that a bit sometimes. Another question. Have you ever felt like running away from something? We have a theme for today from our reading. Have you ever felt like running away from something? Again, I most certainly have. Sometimes it's even getting up in the morning, isn't it? Or shall we be a little bit more specific? Have you ever run away from something? You can just have a few moments to think about that. Have you ever actually gone in the opposite direction? Let's change the question a little bit more. Have you ever run away from or felt like running away from something you knew you ought to be doing or saying? Probably in our hearts, even if we can't, identify a specific thing immediately we're, we're saying yes I recognise that it's a very human reaction isn't it perhaps it's simply avoidance of somewhere of something of someone maybe it's actually doing something like physically crossing the street that sort of cliched phrase crossing the street to avoid someone <coughs> maybe it's not visiting someone whatever it is does it make us feel any better? Or do we just sort of hide it away in our life and somehow with the mists of time we hope it's forgotten? Well, as you will have seen from our reading and listened to those few verses at the beginning of Jonah, this morning's short reading is mainly about running away, a very, very human condition. And we're also beginning a short series. We are looking at the book of Jonah in the Old Testament. And this is a Bible study a book, Jonah, The Depths of Grace, that we are following. And some of the uh, uh, home groups are following this material too. The overall heading is, as I just said, Jonah, The Depths of Grace. Because 
in the book of Jonah, there is so, 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 so much more than the fish. The fish is mentioned just in a couple of verses, but the rest of Jonah is full of the account of God's grace. And that's what we should be digging into over these coming weeks. As a church community, our vision is to be welcoming, vibrant and serving our community, a witness to God's love in action. And we want to try and look at every single thing that we do through the lenses of Christian discipleship, outreach, service, with grace and gentleness, and underpinned by a foundation of prayer. And the book of Jonah is all about the amazing grace of God, the amazing depths of the grace of God that speaks into our human lives, whether we're running away, avoiding, or whatever it might be. Before we come back to the running away issue, I'm just going to firstly uh, look at the context a little bit. As we're beginning this series, and there'll be so much more revealed about this short book in the coming weeks, I'm going to look a little bit more of the context of the book and the physical um, places involved. We can't be sure of the exact date of the book of Jonah. And of course the messages from Holy Scripture are timeless. Whatever dates they were, they are timeless. They are for now, for then and for all eternity. But we can't be sure of the precise dates. But for some clues about when Jonah's ministry was active, the only other reference to Jonah in the Bible is in 2 Kings chapter 14, where Jonah is mentioned. Jesus then quotes this later on. Jonah is mentioned and he's linked to the period of the long reign of a king called Jeroboam II. And that is 793 to 753 BC. So we think that's around about the time when Jonah's ministry was active. He therefore would have been a contemporary of the prophet's Uh, to God, um, Amos and Hosea. You will have heard of them, perhaps. Other prophets in the Bible. We did a small teaching series on Hosea a while ago. A prophet in the Old Testament is someone who receives a specific and a very personal call from God. The prophet stood before the people as God would to tell them what God's message was at that time and in that place. So Jonah was a prophet of God. And this book starts off with a familiar biblical introduction to those who are prophets of God. So you'll see Jonah chapter 1. See how it opens up. The book starts with, as I said, a familiar biblical introduction to those who are prophets of God. It says, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, etc., The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And this expression of introduction is used to introduce sort of divine communications to a prophet of God in over 100 instances in the Old Testament. It was a common way within the Bible to introduce divine communications from God uh, to a prophet. So even though it doesn't specifically say so here, we can be absolutely assured the journey is already actively a prophet of God. I guess, therefore, he shouldn't have been too surprised to hear from the Lord. So, verse 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah. 
the prophet of God in brackets. With a very specific call, verse 2. Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, or cry out against it, preach against it, preach in it. Those are other interpretations of that phrase. For their wickedness has come up before me, said the Lord. What Jonah heard here from God was an assignment that came out of God's compassion for Nineveh and not a call that would necessarily result in God's judgment on the city. And we will hear more about this uh, later on. And the city of Nineveh was a huge and famous city in Assyria, a long way from Israel. And in Nineveh, they were followers of they were not followers of the one true God. They were followers of pagan gods and pagan rites and pagan beliefs and practices. And they were also a powerful enemy of Israel. And it's interesting, isn't it? God was concerned for them. God was concerned for this city miles and miles away from God's people in Israel with those pagan practices. He was concerned for them. And he spoke to Jonah about them and said, go to Nineveh. It's interesting, I think, to remember back to all the narrative in the New Testament about Jesus meeting with tax collectors, sinners, with Samaritans, people from Samaria and others. And not just those from God's chosen people, not just those who were uh, the leaders, the priestly leaders. And he got a lot of flack for it, didn't he? Meeting with outsiders. And yet here, a long way back in the Old Testament, we have an interesting little reminder that God was concerned for people a long, long way from the people of God. Outsiders, if you like. Even at this early time, the reach and the extent of God's grace goes far beyond the chosen few people. And his love and compassion is for everyone. And again, we hear more about that as this series progresses. Then we move to verse 3, and of course, very quickly, we have but at the beginning of verse 3. And it's a big but in this short letter of Jonah. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. God said, go now to Jonah. But Jonah immediately does the opposite. He goes away from, in order to be away from the Lord's presence. Is this even possible? And again, we'll be looking at that very specifically next week. We can't be absolutely sure where Tarshish was. It could have been a couple of places in the same direction. And the word, interestingly, also means open sea. Jonah hoped to run away from the Lord by taking a ship as soon as he could from the Philistine port of Joppa he went to, and he went straight out into the Mediterranean in the direction of a port that was very distant. 
often Tarshish has been considered by many commentators to be the site of Spain. But wherever precisely Jonah's direction was, it was west as quickly as he could possibly go. And Nineveh was the opposite direction. It was east. Jonah ran. He ran physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And he was going to go as far away as he could to get away from God. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh. But, have you ever felt like running away? We can really identify with Jonah, actually, can't we? Because there are so many times in our lives when humanly we feel in our hearts and our minds that we want to go in absolutely the opposite direction. It can be really difficult. So when I look at this map, it is stark in terms of the direction that Jonah went and how quickly he went it. But I don't look at it with any sense of superiority, laughing at Jonah for doing that. I'm slightly amused in terms of seeing the opposite polar directions. But actually, I feel in my gut that sort of sense of what Jonah must have been feeling himself about something that was really difficult in life. But it is quite a shock when we think of who Jonah was. Because it wasn't just an ordinary person in the temple pews on the Sabbath. Jonah is a notable spiritual servant of the Almighty. And he basically turns round to God and says a flat no. While also doing precisely the opposite of what God asks. So in one way it is fairly shocking. You and I can all be used for the good and gracious purposes of God, even if our own sort of understanding of God, our our theological understanding of God isn't perfect. We don't have to know everything to still be used by God. And Jonah's understanding of his own God, and he was a prophet of God, clearly was a little bit um, not clear either. It is mooted that perhaps Jonah shared a widely held ancient idea that a god only had power in those physical places where he was actively worshipped. So maybe that's why he thought, if I physically go as far away from here or from where God wants me to be, I will be okay because God won't be there. But our God, of course, is not just a god, one of many gods. He is the one true, only living God, God of gods, Lord of lords, King of kings. And over the next few weeks, through this very small book of Jonah, we will be thinking more about the huge grace of God, wherever we are, wherever we find ourselves, whatever happens in our lives. We will be thinking more about this huge grace of God in his use of Jonah in very unexpected places and situations. We'll be thinking about the grace of God and his love and compassion for all people everywhere, in contrast, actually, to the attitude of Jonah, his servant in this book. We'll be thinking about the huge grace of God in his mercy, his forgiveness, and his redemption, the opportunity for new starts and new beginnings and new hopes. And we can be thinking and praying about what this means for us today in our lives and for the communities, families 
and city amongst whom you and I are living. Can I encourage you to read this book? Uh, Go away and read it today and read it several times. It is in this version of the Bible precisely one, two pages, two pages long. So a very short book. And when you read it through, I believe you will be touched by the grace of God. And as you read it through and we unpack it over these coming weeks, we will be touched more and more by the grace of God. And we will end up going deeper into Scripture rather than faster. Deeper into the amazing grace of God rather than faster. And discovering more of the beauty, joy and hope that this brings. But today, following that introduction, that short introduction to the book of Jonah, I simply want to end by leaving us with that question. Have you ever run away from? Have you ever felt like? Are you running away from something that you know you ought to be doing? That God perhaps wants you to do, say, share, start or finish? Please know that God's love and grace for you is everywhere and always. He wants to hear. He wants to help. He wants to speak into our fear. Because that is what the God who is love does. So I'm simply going to end this morning, having hopefully set the scene a bit for what is to come, by inviting us now to have a few moments quiet, to think and pray about this big question up here and how a God of grace can help you and me with that. Bring whatever it is before our Father God and ask for his help to redeem us and our situation, whatever it might be, by the depths of his amazing grace. Lord, there may be some people here this morning who are to have butterflies in their stomach about something that they've been asked to do which fills them with concern and, and, and worry and anxiety and perhaps fear. Whether it's something in family life, in relationships with friends, the demands and pressures of work, Maybe it's relating to illnesses. Whatever it is, Lord God, you are a God of grace and love. And you hold us whatever and wherever we may be. And as we think about Jonah running away from your request to him, And we anticipate learning more about your grace for him and what that meant for him and for all those he spoke to. We pray now that you will give us a spirit of courage this week, of peace this week, of strength and hope to face whatever we have to face. A phone call, a letter, a meeting, a decision 
Or maybe it is simply working through our weariness to get up and get out of the door and go to do what you want us to do. Thank you, Lord, for your amazing grace, for your eternal love that you never, ever, ever let go of us. Amen.